which is all about alignment. So there's an absolute, like you're either aligned or you're not. It's just like the cosmic chiropractor. Like if you have a bone out, it's the only thing you can think about. Or, you know, once it gets back in, you're like, oh, I can do anything. Or if a train's going down a track, if those tracks are aligned, the train can go hundred miles an hour. If it's not, the train's going to derail. And then simultaneous, <clears throat> we have Venus going into Leo, which rules the heart. And it's making a trine to Jupiter and Aries. So there's this sacred play and heart and all of this, like once you get aligned, then there's this like amazing way to just vibe from your heart in a huge, huge way. This is Welcoming Wealth, spiritual nourishment for the magical soul. This podcast is for the coach, healer, and mystical creative who is in it for more than just the money. I'm your host, Meg Thompson, on a mission to support fellow powerful humans to step into your worthiness, deservingness, and to welcome more wealth. Ooh, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. I'm really excited to share with you the August Akashic and Astrology Forecast. My oh my, is August going to be an interesting month to say the least? So we have a very special guest today as our guest astrologer and we have Petra. Now Petra is amazing and we haven't actually met before but we have a mutual friend who we are both really close to and we have the same assistant and so it all just really naturally came together. And this month Petra shares some interesting insights and amazing wisdom and I'm always 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 amazed how well the astrology and the Akashic forecast blend together. Are you guys as amazed as I am? I don't know. It's pretty fun. So we talk about some specific dates that you need to look out for and be aware of as well as you know how to be prepared and to navigate the cosmic tides to both be able to just float down the river and enjoy yourself and ride the waves because those are both of the energies that are going to be coming through for August. Then, hmm, huh? <laughs> so I want to tell you a little bit more about Petra, our astrologer for the month. Petra is an international consulting astrologer. She's helped hundreds of clients synchronize their lives to cosmic cycles and live with greater harmony and understanding. She is a contributing columnist to the Mountain Astrologer magazine and a part of the editorial team. She was certified as an evolutionary astrologer through Maurice Fernandez in 2017, was voted most promising new astrologer at the iAstrologer conference in 2018, completed Fundamentals of Astrology with Austin Kopak in 2019, and in 2021 completed the practice, Practitioner's Level Orary course from the School of Traditional Astrology in London. Petra has a background in holistic healthcare and all things plants, which she brings to, into her con consultations. She teaches astrobotanical illustration classes using art and astrology and teaches a year-long class called The Wheel of the Year, blending astrology, herbalism, and heirloom magic. Without further ado, I give you the astrology and akashic forecast for august 
Welcome to this month's Akashic and Astrology Forecast. We have a really special forecast this month. I have the amazing Petra here as a guest astrologer. Petra, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Yeah, so I'd love to just to open up some space. I love to ask, you know, what is your particular brand of magic that you share with the world? And then a little bit about your astrology. Okay. Um, I have called my magic heirloom magic because I feel like I really resonate with looking to what has been handed down and in the same way that heirlooms are really beloved and cherished for a reason because there's something really integral and special about them I feel like that's the kind of magic that I've been really drawn to and I'm an herbalist a gardener farmer to a certain extent artist do a lot of botanical illustration and I've been an astrologer for a long time so I have found a way to really marry all of those things together pretty effectively in my life but astrology is you know astrology is very important to me and I've been doing it since I was 18 and it just keeps growing like there's never a point where I'm like "Woo, tired of astrology or I feel like kind of maxed out on that or don't need to keep doing trainings it's like pretty sure I just pick it up lifetime after lifetime Mm, I love that I've never heard that's that heirloom magic and that is just so beautiful that brings me so much joy and really puts a, such an like amazing spin on honoring what comes through through these like wisdom traditions and even through astrology over the ages I love that you say that you just you just pick it up lifetime after lifetime after lifetime <laughs> I've even had feeling moments of urgency of like, you know, how is this life even going to go? The world's getting so weird. And this sense of like, I have to do that training because I have to get as much in before I die as I can. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I feel that way often too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a mercury ruled thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were both very mercur- mercurial as we, we established before this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Petra comes highly recommended from a dear intimate friend that we both share, uh, Aurora Wellis, where we've got a podcast episode with Aurora. I'll drop that in the show notes below if you guys want to check that out. Um, yeah, I'm just so honored and so excited to dive in and so grateful that you came for this August forecast. Thank you for being here. Well, I'm happy to be here. Cool. Well, so I love to, I mean, we're both in California, but I always love to start the forecast with talking a little bit about the natural world around us and how things are changing and what's going on. So what's going on in the natural, natural world around you. And you said you're a gardener. So what are you growing right now? How are things going? I am growing as many things as I possibly can, which is just kind of how I roll. I recently started a new garden and it's, um, it's like Jack and the Beanstalk. Like it's just, you know, like tracking the year through if Aries is where we begin, it's where the seeds literally start, you know, and then Taurus is the leaf growth and kind of the sustainability and Gemini is where everything really reaches for the stars, you know, to the, like our solar star and the solar zenith of the year and all of that pollination. And then with cancer, everything starts to kind of settle down a little bit. You know, we've like crossed the, the peak of the solar year in the Northern hemisphere. So then there's this kind of holding that happens and another sort of nourishing fostering, but there's so much robust growth because this is when the heat comes and there's still so much light, even though we're losing two minutes a day going towards the other direction, it takes a long time to actually, you know, get anywhere besides it's summertime. You know, we've been having these really beautiful foggy mornings that give way to sunny afternoons. And yeah, my garden's amazing. I'm about to have the second flush of roses and 
Um, my dahlias are getting ready to bloom and a lot of zinnias. That's kind of the, um, you know, like the later garden is so much about dahlias and zinnias and salvias. And then in my, my food garden, I have watermelons ripening. I have wild like vines of all sorts of curcubitae squash growing in all directions. I've got glass corn that came, some of it came from Aurora and um, I've been eating eggs from my chickens every morning with basil that's growing and my peas are kind of wrapping up and then I'm going to start to start seeds for the summer. I mean, the fall crops. So there's a lot going on. Pretty much like my garden is what gets me out of bed every morning. Mm, oh my gosh. Yeah. It sounds like there's a lot going on <laughs> and it sounds so luscious and beautiful. I love that. We, um, we personally are just in a big transition. So we're not growing as much this year, but we've got all of these happy strawberries that have been well-established and all this really mm. happy rhubarb and, you know, this, um, snow in summer, all these flowers, the wildflowers all around our house are so vibrant and the bees are so happy. And it just, this time of year is so life-giving, even though I find cancer season to be quite emotional and not always that enjoyable. I'm like, wow, there's so many big feelings that everybody's feeling all the time. (laughs) (laughs) My toddler has been like, I mean, we've probably had like 16 temper tantrums a day. I'm like, dude, okay. I know. I know there's a lot going on. You are, you're a lot. So I'd say my primary focus lately has just been healthily growing children, um, which is always a journey all in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's finally getting warm here in the valley, which nice. it was cold for a while. Yeah, um, I heard it was really hot yesterday and I've been up there for some of the cold, which I, of course, like. But I realized that for you guys, you're like, come on, summer, get here. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like 95 yesterday. I was ah. like, oh, my gosh, it is so hot. <laughs> So hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. I mean, it's so good to be out in the sun. We played at the lake all day with the kids and it was like amazing. Um, yeah. So as we start tr- to transition through August, we'll be moving into Leo season, right? And then Virgo season. Where mm-hmm. we- and we're approaching now Lamas, which is one of the cross quarter days that are So there's the equinoxes and the solstices and then the midpoints between the equinoxes and the solstices are the cross quarter days. So the last important point we had was summer solstice. And when we get to Lamas, which is July 31st, August 1st, 2nd, and there's kind of a span of days, this is the very earliest harvest. You know, it's like the the door opens, just creaks open to autumn, the littlest bit. And we still have Indian summer and so much of the like robust growth of the year still takes place post Lamas. But there's this kind of acknowledgement of this is the beginning, you know, the beginning of the journey towards the dark. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I've never heard that before. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love Lamas. It's actually, it's, I moved to Sonoma County on August 6th, many years ago. So I always feel very like akin or kindred to this particular cross quarter day. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I'll be making a massive transition at that point too, to a whole new place. Yeah. So you'll be able to hack forth, look back to Lamas as an important transition point. Yeah. Mm. And it feels kind of like that in, in my life personally of like moving into the fall space of like really reflecting and receiving. And of course we go on these journeys in our life and go through so many phases and go through all the seasons over and over again. I'm very acutely aware of this season. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the astrology that's coming through for say the first week of August. What do you see as standing out? Well, let's back up slightly because we need to talk about what happens at the end of, um, July. I'm just beautiful right now. So, so the nodal axis is a shorthand signature for the collective emotional ley lines. Like the South node is a a release point, what we're letting go of. And the North node is the direction that we're growing towards. It's the nodes are considered to be a dragon that's been chopped in half. And the North node is a eternally hungry mouth. And to quote one of my teachers, the South node is an eternally shitting ass. (laughs) Very graphic. You'll never forget that description. (laughs) So wherever the North node is, is where we are all working, 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 growing, growing, growing. And everybody's born with their North node somewhere, but the collective is working the collective North node point. The nodes spend about a year and a half in a set of signs. They're always exactly opposite. And, um, and they move backwards. So we have had the nodes moving through Scorpio and Taurus since January this year. And the North node in Taurus is about, well, food, land, body, money, um, home, you know, these points that we really like to keep very stable. And what we also have uniquely at this point is the planet Uranus, who is not moving backwards. So the North node the North and South node, but we're just talking about the North node right now, started at 29 Taurus and it's been moving back towards zero degrees Taurus. It's at 19 right now. And then Uranus, which is the planet of great change, awakening, um, you know, flashes of insight. It's considered to be a a planet that's associated with trauma. I would say that it's associated more with trauma when there are things we're holding on to that need to change that aren't changing yet. But it brings sudden uh, upgrades and and that's what it's it's about the upgrade it's about progress moving into the future what's a better way of doing this. And so these two have been moving towards each other and now right now, as we speak the north nodes at 18 and Uranus is I mean sorry the north nodes at 19 Uranus is at 18 and if I just go forward a number of days we will reach the actual conjunction at 18. And that starts on July 19th. So that is one thing that's like, okay, wow. So if I was reading somebody's birth chart, I'd be like, okay, your North node is potentized by Uranus. You can't really separate those signatures. So there's a voracious growth opportunity. And it's not even just opportunity. It's like pressure. Like this is what we're doing. Collectively, we're learning about food, about money, about land, about our bodies. It's like, yeah, I mean, I, this doesn't relate at all, right? Like nobody's learning about this kind of stuff. And then what happens is if we go a few more days, we get Mars joining the team. And that doesn't happen until right at the end of the month. That happens on the 31st. And so basically we do Lamas with this particular signature. And Mars is the fire planet. It's the activator. So wherever Mars is, you know that he's bringing juice. And whenever we see a particularly intense signature in the sky, we know that when Mars gets there, that's kind of the go point. So we enter August with this signature and it's a pretty slow moving signature. It hangs out here. Mars gets past it. Mars gets to 21 by the first week, but it's still there. You know, it takes, it's about six degrees until there's an actual separation of orb with, with planets. So 18, 
it's not until about the 11th that Mars starts to move on, but then we still have Uranus in the North Node through like most of the month. Let's see. Yeah, basically the entire month. So what that means is stuff that's already playing out, you know, depending on who you are listening to this podcast, depending on the kind of news you listen to, you may or may not know about the amount of food plants that have mysteriously um, gone up in flames. And if you look at the statistics, it was like six or something in 2019 and then 2020, 2021. I think we're over 100 now in 2022. And, and now natural gas plants have gone up in flame, two of them in the last uh, week, I think, in the United States. So there's some weird stuff going on. And it all has to do with the food supply, you know, food production, food supply. Now, in the last couple of weeks, we see that the Dutch are rising up in protest because the Netherlands government have let them know that in between now and 2030, they want to reduce their nitrogen, their farming basically by 30% due to nitrogen emissions. So they've essentially declared war on farming in the Netherlands and the Netherlands produces, I think it's the second largest exporter of meat. It's the fifth largest exporter of food in the world. So that's a super big deal. And then there's fertilizer that's been cut as a result of the um, conflict with Russia and Ukraine. So there's things coming from all angles that are all about the food. And that is what Taurus is. And so what we see here is a fiery earthquake around food, which is really uncomfortable. Nobody wants that, you know? So if we're moving through whatever this is, the apocalypse, the Kali Yuga, you know, clearly it is not business as normal and clearly we're not done yet either. So all we can really do is surf it. And so that's why we use things like astrology to be like, what is going on? You know, like muggles are like, wait, what is going on? You know, like, how are they making like sense of this? <laughs> Like they might even be like, I don't know, maybe I should check out astrology. Like maybe there's some help there. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Because plain as day, you know, when you look at what's going on and it's not that like Mars and Uranus are making this happen. It's like, it's, it's a cycle. It's a reflection of what's happening. You know, it's like, we are made of everything. We are literally made of stardust. And so everything that is out there is literally contained inside of us. So this as above, so below, which is the explanation of how magic works and astrology is under the umbrella of magic, then we have a little more of a sense that this isn't just this obscure language, like how on earth could these planets way out there have anything to do with us? It's like, well, let's see. The sun, without the sun, we'd have no life. Without the moon, we wouldn't have any tides and women wouldn't cycle. So I'm, it's not that much of a stretch to think that maybe the other planets, part of our solar system, you know, like it's a system, guys, a system. Everything's working together. <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. So much. And I love, I love how, like, especially with what we're doing here, it can support you to ride the cosmic tides, right? Exactly. Like knowledge is power. If you're aware of what's going on and if you know, then you can prepare. You and can. And if, if this is soul school, if what we've done is incarnated in a place that is, you know, it's nice if we have a nice life, but that's not the goal of incarnation. It's a curriculum. And we start and then at some point we finish. I actually think we do simultaneous incarnations. I don't think that we're just like stitching in and out of one life at a time. But point being that in the containment of each life, we are working certain, you know, certain things. And that's what we see in the birth chart. And then that's what we see what we're looking at right now, the transit chart. Like this is what collectively we are working on. 
And so if, you know, if August is traditionally this time of the year where the harvest is coming in, as we move from the Leo season into Virgo for the last 10 days, then we, it's not too difficult to see that this is going to be the main theme that's going on. It's going to be food insecurity. Where does your food come from? Um, do you know how to grow food at all? You know, like this is where, this is where we get back in touch with our settler roots, you know, like how, how much capacity do we have to, to be in charge of the systems of our life? You know, like the Leo season is the harvest. And then the Virgo season is this, the systems, you know, Virgo is work. It's interlocking systems. It knows that everybody has a job. And if everybody does a really good job, then the systems all work together. But if anybody drops the ball, then things start to fall apart pretty quickly. And that is what we're looking at. We're looking at the supply chain starting to, you know, not just erode, it's like there's a wrecking ball being taken to the supply chain. And so if you're used to being able to like, you know, if we're just speaking about gardening, go to the store and get fertilizer and get your tools and grow your stuff. Like what if we're facing a future where that's not so secure? You know, we're in this kind of this cross time right now. And I feel like between now into August is when things get really real for people. Yeah. You know, and as an astrologer, my job is to simultaneously like comfort people, but also be like, yo, like, this is what I see. And I'm not going to candy coat it because I want you guys to be okay. I'd rather freak you out a little bit on the front end. If that means you're going to take it seriously and position yourselves, you know, to, to ride this out better. We've already seen a great depression. You know, it's not like nothing like this has ever happened before it has. And it appears that that's the direction that we're going. And it's going to look different for different people in different places. You know, like one of the really big things that happened is that in um, winter solstice of 2020, we changed triplicities, meaning that every 20 years, Saturn and Jupiter come together like clockwork and they meet and they're called the chronometers because they're the ones that determine and set the template for the next 20 years of culture. Um, My teacher, Austin Coppock, calls them the tent poles of history which is like a really great visual. So for roughly 200 years, they were meeting in earth signs and like a little bit of air, but almost completely earth. And so like it or hate it, it's been pretty predictable what's been happening. So at this, not last winter solstice, but the winter solstice before, Jupiter and Saturn came together at zero degrees Aquarius. And this was the initiation of roughly the next 200 years of these guys meeting in air signs. So the thing with air is that it's very unpredictable and it's very inconsistent. So um, yeah, there's a, there's a great quote, William Gibson quote, that the future has arrived, it's just not equally distributed. And so, you know, here we are, like, it's going to be different, all sorts of like Sri Lanka is in free fall, like they're actually collapsing right now. And, you know, the Netherlands is super rocky. The first responders joined the protesting yesterday. They're like blocking the borders between Netherlands and Germany. And then I think Bulgaria and Macedonia started having their own protest uprising yesterday. So we're going into worldwide revolution. And, you know, (laughs) and I don't know what happens from there because it's very unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. Like the wind. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So coming back to what you were saying, it's like, what is our job? Our job is to surf it. Our job is to be like, I chose to be here to first of all, take responsibility for that. We're not getting dragged behind the horse. You know, we really, this is the accelerated version. I think that there was probably this like meeting with God, everybody had where it's like, Hey, I have a proposition for you. What do you think about one life equaling like 50? And we're all like, yes, that sounds amazing. And now we're in it. We're like, can I, can I see my contract? 
Like, I'm not totally sure I signed up for this. <laughs> this is like AP life curriculum. I think I need to be in like the basic level. <laughs> God's like, no going back. Like, this is what we're doing. The only way out is through. And if we can treat it as an adventure and know that we've always been mortal, nothing changed. You know, we've always come here to live as long as we're going to live. And at some point we will let go. And I personally don't think you can rush or stave off a death. I think it's really like we have a time. And so that feels somewhat liberating, you know, in these last couple of years of just the ridiculousness of how upside down the world has gotten turned, I feel like a part of it has been like everybody forgot that we all die. Death is not the enemy. It is not the worst thing that can happen, you know, and I don't want to rush anybody into their death, but I also want people to feel peace in life. And if what we're doing is being just terrified by death and making all of our decisions based on that, it's a really different kind of life than one that embraces the inevitability of transformation because we've done it again and again and again. And it's just, you know, my dad likes to quote Woody Allen, which says, I'm not scared of dying. I just don't want to be there. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, death can be such a beautiful portal in facing it, you know, and I think just from my own experience with losing, you know, my dad died in 2012 and that was like a beautiful gift as a portal to being like, oh my gosh, this is like reality check. Are you living what you want to live Yeah. or is it time to make some radical change? Yeah. And death can be an amazing catalyst for radical change if you're still living, or it can be amazing catalyst to be more afraid of death. Yeah. 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 I mean, and if, if the curriculum that somebody is working on is fear, you know, that's okay, mm-hmm. but it's also okay to move through it and not get stuck there. You know, like Uranus is the planet of trauma. So there's a certain amount of lessons around this and it's in Taurus. So it's in the body. Like, how do we not get stuck in trauma in the body? Mm-hmm. You know, there is no such thing as a trauma-free life. You know, like one of my teachers, Mark Jones talks about how just simply coming, incarnating into a body is traumatic coming from, you know, the bliss where we're just like eating mangoes naked on the beach. God takes care of everything. And then all of a sudden we're like, what? I have to hold my head up and learn to talk and walk. Like this is traumatic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, so wild. I love that. I love that. Well, I want to transition to the Akashic forecast, at least for the first week week of August and then see how that aligns, which I'm feeling it does. Okay. So Be weary of who you trust with your most precious assets, whatever or whatever they may be, mostly your inner wisdom, inspiration, sacred peace, and your children if you have them. This is a time where the dawn of consciousness is illuminating all the places that are unconscious, bathing those spaces in life. For the collective, it can seem a bit scary, a bit untethered. That's okay. It is. When something unreal is made real, when the unknown becomes known, it can be scary. How will you embrace it? How will you prepare yourself to move into the unknown for, from a grounded space? The way you prepare yourself for stormy weather is everything right now. Mm-hmm. Tend to your financial matters. Have extra food. Your spiritual practices are non-negotiable. Calm your nervous system. You can't control the external, can you? Can't, you can't control the external, can you? But you can be prepared and you can care for yourself and those closest to you. In fact, that's all you've ever been able to do. This week, as yourself is, 
This week, sometimes it's hard to read my handwriting. (laughs) This week, in yourself, ask yourself, is there room to upgrade Mm. the relationship between you and you? Nice. Heal the divide between who you are at soul level and who you let the world see. And that's what I got for the first week of August. Yeah, that feels applicable. I mean, we're dead on 18, 18, 18 with Uranus, Mars and the North Node through that first week. And then we also have, at least for the first couple of days, Mercury opposite Saturn. So there's a real kind of unflinching look at reality, which is necessary. You know, we don't just stay there. Like I'm a big proponent of rose colored glasses, but just make sure that they're mobile, you know, that they can slide down your nose (laughs) and then you can slide them back up. (laughs) I love that visual. Like, okay, I can see what's going on here. And the glasses are going back on. (laughs) Like way, yeah, way too crazy of a world to just be in reality all the time, but we got to check in. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. So, and then I can move on to some other information that came through. Okay. Okay. So as we move and transition into the second week of August, we've got prosperous new beginnings are born out of chaos and destruction of the old. The last six months have shown you that chaos is inevitable, no matter how much you want to control the outcome and experience specific results. You cannot control much outside of who you are and how you show up. The great dance in the great mystery is being able to set the intention to step to your right in full knowing that the wind may come, your partner, the universe, may move slightly to the right, and there you are, swirling and twirling, going in a whole new direction you didn't even know you could go or move like that. You are moving with the ebbs and flows of global disintegration of not humanity. The more you can allow yourself, oh wait, no, the hello, but of a societal structure that is broken. Okay. So you are moving with the ebbs and flows of global disintegration, not of humanity, but of a societal structure that is broken. The more you can allow yourself to dance and be held by the great mystery from an open and whole heart, the better it will be. The more you will feel aligned with prosperity and grace and less with fear and control. Love is and has always been the portal to your destiny. Open up. That's beautiful. Yeah, that correlates with in that second week we have... So we have the ongoing Mars Uranus North node, but Mars starts to get out to the outer degrees. So Mars is, you know, 22, 23, 24 degrees in that second week. And that is making a trine to Pluto in Capricorn and a, they both sextile Neptune. So the disintegration piece is very Neptunian. And this, you know, like one of the other things that's happening, we're talking about the Uranus North node thing, but, but the United States is having its, sec, its first Pluto return. You know, so we're all living, even, you know, if you're in the United States, you're in the country that it's happening. But if you're not in the United States, you're on a globe that the country that is the world superpower, at least has been since World War II, it's getting iffy at this point, um, <laughs> is going through like a massive reckoning, couldn't be more intense. And so, you know, it's like, if like the meth lab down the street from you blows, like, even if you don't live in it, you're still like affected by it. <laughs> so there. <laughs> 
so the like you know the like how much control do you have the disintegration and the dancing with it you know it's like really we can choose joy and we can choose a solidly good relationship to our bodies and nature and turning to the divine and trusting that there is a certain amount of like protection in the chaos you know the, like there there are angels that are present our guides are here to help us and we are in it like we're in it to win it but we're also in it to get rock tumbled through it and so the the neptune piece at the the apex of this tiny little aspect of of a trine and two sextiles is this really like let neptune dissolve anything between you and god mm -hmm. i love that i love that let neptune dissolve anything between you and god yeah and it like coming back to the soul curriculum piece right it feels like we did do that. We're like, okay, let's do the 50 lifetimes in one body. Like let's throw down and like, and especially in our very materialistic world that we grew up in, but 90% of the people listening to this and like us here, you know, I'm sure we've all been like sucked into crazy magical books our whole lives. And we've been like reading about apocalypses and we've only like, we've had this sensation within our beings of like knowing that we were preparing for something really wild that we didn't know what it was, but we came here for that. And yeah. Um, and so like, here we are, we're, yep. we're here. We're, here. we're at the threshold of it. Yes, you knew are. you were, you knew you were incarnating for this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And it feels like there can be, which is so natural. I mean, I'm even navigating this in my own life. It's like, we're getting what we knew was coming and part of us really wanted it. Mm -hmm. And then there's also like, I don't know if I want this. This yeah. is scary and big and uncomfortable and hard and painful. And yeah. I'm having to like, let so much die in order to come closer to God. Yeah. And also the Pluto and Capricorn, even aside from the United States, Pluto return is, you know, Capricorn is the most embodied sign. It's the like stones and bones and history and distilled wisdom and the infrastructure and banking and roads and, you know, all of this stuff. And it's become very corrupt and problematic, you know, as things do. So this is a massive melting down of all of the things to get to raw material so that the dross can be burned off, all the impurities leave. And then what we have on the other side is this raw material with which to rebuild something that is much more close to spirit and close to heart. And I suspect that this is a, you know, a fairly regular cyclical experience for humans. I think probably the history that we're offered isn't the real history. And there's probably like, you know, there's there's hints of it, like Atlantis and the apocalypse story in the Bible and the yugas and all of that. But I just think that this is a like we're individuals, but we're in a potato sack race with the collective. Like we can't really separate ourselves out from everybody else. <laughs> totally, totally. As much as some of us would really like to. I know, it's like even though us Virgos are like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing with that. <laughs> I don't want to be in this potato sack. Uh -uh, uh -uh, get out of my. <laughs> totally which as you said that you know it really aligns with week three that came through um you and all beings are alive right now in this moment for a reason don't doubt it you have golden wisdom contained inside your internal heart or your sacred heart when you feel like you're off track or the whole world is off track, tap back into the sacred heart within you. Bring all your upper chakras into harmony, filling the cauldron of your heart. Bring all your lower chakras into harmony and let them become the cauldron of your heart. When you are completely aligned below and above 
and centered, you can move through life with a level of grace that is unparalleled. Ease, grace, and a little (laughs) cha-cha. I love it. And it's perfectly matched by opening that week with the sun opposite Saturn, which is all about alignment. So there's an absolute, like you're either aligned or you're not. It's just like the cosmic chiropractor. Like if you have a bone out, it's the only thing you can think about. Or, you know, once it gets back in, you're like, oh, I can do anything. Or if a train's going down a track, if those tracks are aligned, the train can go hundred miles an hour. If it's not, the train's going to derail. And then simultaneous, <clears throat> we have Venus going into Leo, which rules the heart. And it's making a trine to Jupiter and Aries. So there's this sacred play and heart and all of this, like once you get aligned, then there's this like amazing way to just vibe from your heart in a huge, huge way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I just want to say, I always love how the Akashic records and the astrology is always so spot on, you know? Yeah, I'm impressed. I know. And you and I, we've never done this before. This is the no, first we time we've ever met. I know. It's like, we're like, like we're doing a dance and we like both know the like parts, but we've never danced together. It's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in the last week I have this month closes out showing you something you really needed to see. It may not be something you wanted to see. It may, it may be something you wanted to see either way know that you needed to see this and you need to know this. It's part of the process of evolving from the mind into the heart. When more beings are living from the heart, mind, the electromagnetic field of the earth shifts. With the shift comes a massive quantum change on an unimaginable scale. This is the goal. Live from heart mind and you will be unified. You will have the impact you want to have. You will live the purpose you incarnated to live. Live from heart, mind, and all else that once seemed important will reveal its true colors and fall away naturally and organically. And it's matched by Mercury and Virgo opposing Neptune and Pisces as that week opens. And that like, you have to see, you know, you have to penetrate through the mist and really see it for what it is. And then it's, you know, it's the axis of order and chaos. And then the moon in Gemini, right as that week opens is making a T-square to that. And the moon in Gemini wants, Gemini in general wants as much information as it possibly can get. So we have Mars moving into Gemini and the moon in Gemini and then this opposition between the Mercury and the Neptune in the, the axis of order and chaos. So, you know, it's like we're like part of the housekeeping that allows us to be healthy is to see things for what they really are. Yeah. And then exactly. we, enter, you know, we're about to, at that point, the sun is on Regulus, fixed star Regulus, which is the heart of the lion in the Leo constellation. And then it moves into Virgo within that same week. And then Mars going into Gemini. So we're in total mercurial realm. We have a bunch of stuff ruled by Mercury. And then this initiates, Mars is going to do a retrograde. It only does a retrograde every two years. And this is a super big one. And it's going to take us all the way into January. And it's going to include a Mars return for the United States. It's going to square Neptune. So this is the initiation week of like the huge passage that we're going to go through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which feels like it could be quite tumultuous. Yeah. I'm worried. (laughs) I'll just say I'm worried. But I mean, in a way that makes me just want to get really streamlined and really clear and simple in my systems. And, 
you know, I mean, at this point, I feel like it's like, okay, live in the golden world. We're still in it. Everything's still functioning. The lights are on. I can still order stuff from Amazon. I can go to the grocery store. I can fill up my gas tank. It's more expensive, but I can still do it. You know, any of these things could fray at any moment. And so living in this moment, enjoying it, absorbing it, but also all this strata of planning for like eventualities that could happen, you know, so that's very mercurial. That's very Virgo. It's like time to get really, really like particular about your to-do list of all the things that need to get done because it's going to be, it is going to be chaotic. Like, like Mars and Gemini retrograde square Neptune for a good part of it is like, Uh, and, and, you know, I, I like part of me wants to say like, and, you know, this is not to scare you, but at the same time, sometimes we need to be like a little afraid and get a little kick in the ass to actually do the things or else we'll just be like, well, I'm all comfortable and everything's great. And then we get slapped in the face and we're like, okay, how do I move forward? Well, I mean, I'm old enough to have seen the government not respond to different catastrophes. I mean, back to Hurricane Katrina, I was like, hmm, that sure took them a long time to help those people. So, you know, those people could be us and any us at any point. So, I mean, I think the point is with the North Node in Taurus, with Uranus is like, just be prepared for unexpected things. And if those unexpected things don't happen, congratulations, they didn't happen. And you're just like a little more well-prepared. Yeah. And if they do happen, you're like, wait a minute, I have a cook stove, I have a camp stove, I have a solar light. I have, you know, it's like, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be like a massive prepper hoarder to be like a little bit ready for the inconsistent vicissitudes that inevitably happen in life, you know, like life is chaotic to a certain extent. So that's the kind of stuff that makes me be able to go back to sleep at night to be like, okay, cool. Like I have a few things in place that makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Able to help other people too. You know, not everybody is going to be prepared. So if you are in that mind of preparation, it means that you can help your friends and families and neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. It feels a lot like this, this theme and I, and I'll feel free, you know, to change this if you don't think so, but it, it feels like prepare to be prepared or prepared <laughs> to be like, you know, to navigate the tides of life. <laughs> yeah. To just, I mean, to, to simultaneously be like surfing it. I mean, to be, to be floating down the river and surfing it. You know, it's like to be able to be passive and enjoy what there is to be. So we're not like super jacked in our nervous systems and like exhausted and afraid, you know, but also not totally passive and like, oh my God, I didn't see that coming. You know, there's all these things that are happening now and the government is their official responses. No one could have seen it. And I'm like, except for those of us that were saying it the whole time, you know, (laughs) so weird. No one could have seen it coming. Yeah. Yeah. And it it feels like regardless of who you are, just be this month is like really about being discerning about what kind of information you're consuming and how you're preparing yourself. And of course, like tending to that inner heart space and that like, you've got your own unique soul curriculum, right? What are the lessons that are coming through and how can you like, okay, the external is chaotic or life is going to be a little chaotic on the outside. How can you continue to ground and prepare yourself and the, those you love the most to be able to float down the river and potentially hit some rapids with a little bit of grace? 
And I feel like as Venus goes into Leo, you know, just a little bit before mid-month on August 12th, like the reminder to play and to see life through the eyes of a child, you know, like as things are weird and stressful and kind of contortus in shapes that we wouldn't necessarily want to be in to like step out of that and just remember to have a good time. It's really simple to have a good time. Like a lot of things, I mean, look at kids, they can make toys out of anything. So I feel like the, you know, the, the wise world weary, you know, older human traveler combined with the innocent eyes of a child, you know, like that's kind of the best formula right now. Yes. I love that. Wise child. <laughs> yeah. Wise child. Did you ever read those books? Um, I read the first one. Juniper and wise child. Oh, yeah. Special. Yeah. I would, my, one of my clients actually bought it for me for my daughter and I read it and she's like not ready yet to read it, but I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I've been wanting to get them for Aurora and Kat. Oh yeah. That would be so good. I wonder if I have them. I don't know. My life's a mess right now. <laughs> Everything's in boxes. <laughs> Everything's in boxes for the Virgo in me. That is like driving me nuts. Right. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Well, so wrapping up, do you have anything else that you want to share with the community or anything you feel like is like a really important final note? Well, I would say in addition to the Venus and Leo, the Jupiter and Aries is pretty special because Jupiter is our planet of good fortune and it opens doors for us and it just wrapped up a 12 year cycle and it's rebooted. So there's a certain amount of pioneering adventurism that is really supported by Jupiter right now. So leaning into that to like, what is your solo quest? Like, why did you come here? Like community is important. Relationship is important. Family is important. All of that is important, but no one's ever been you. Nobody's ever going to be you. So the more authentic and brave and edgy that you can be following your own desires and dreams is going to help the universe. You know, it's like your medicine for the universe. Everybody is a specific medicine for the universe. And if we get stuck in trying to please others or go with the crowd or anything like that. We're like literally starving the universe of our particular medicine. Mm, I love that. Don't starve the universe of your particular medicine. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. My pleasure. Super fun. Anytime. Yeah. Good. Awesome. And so can you let the listeners know, I'll have all this stuff in the show notes, but can you let them know how they can find you and connect with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My website is patriotatchardastrology.com. It's easy to find me there. Um, I am pretty regularly posting dailies and weeklies on social media, Instagram and Facebook. I have a weekly forecast that goes out via email and I do teach periodic classes. I do a year long class that reboots in the spring called wheel of the year. That's a combination of heirloom magic and herbs and astrology. And this is the second round of it. It's been really great. It's a really enjoyable class. And I think, and I write for the mountain astrologer magazine. So you can also find me as a periodic columnist in that magazine, writing about the intersection of plants and planets. Cool. I love that. Yeah. So good. And I highly recommend getting on Pedro's email list because I love your weekly forecasts. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So good. So, so like real and also like practical and tangible. Virgo. Oh, yeah. also I'm teaching through Kepler college now and I'm doing a version. It's kind of a version of my wheel of the year that's broken into four pieces and they can be done individually or collectively. I've already done the first one, which was starts with Beltane. The second one will be on July 31st. So it's like 
a couple of hours class and it condenses the, the zodiac into quarters. So we looked at Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and then we'll look at the next quarter and the next quarter. So that's coming up soon. Cool. Okay, great. So I'll have all those links in the show notes below. And again, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Great way to start my day. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. And everybody, if you enjoyed this, please feel free to take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. You can tag me at I am Meg Thompson and you can tag Petra as well. Um, And yeah, thanks for being here and have an amazing August. Yay.